Father, we thank you for this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the first young guy he's for in 2022. Oh, is that how to clap? Hallelujah. Amen. I want to welcome you all for coming for the first Young and Useful of the Year. Amen. I want to also appreciate every man of God in the house and every man of God. Apostle Joel is here. Let's celebrate Apostle Joel. And um, I think Apostle Joel came from Techima. Oh, you are here? You are here. Okay, okay. Apostle Joel sent me a message. said, I'm coming. Hallelujah. And then um, I see Osofo here, but I'm trying to get the name, but it's not coming. Let's celebrate Osofo. Hallelujah. And then I want you to celebrate everyone. Celebrate yourself. And my wife too is here. Celebrate my wife. Yeah. Only you. Amen. And, um, I'm sure that um, you are listening to the podcasts and the audios that are there. Um, you see, the psalmist say, said in Psalm 119, verse 19. Verse 18 it says, Open down my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Then what amazes me is when he goes to the verse 19 and he says that I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not your commandments from me. You see, our our doctrine comes from our theology. Okay? Now, when we say doctrine, we are referring to the truths of scripture that we, we, we believe in. Okay? Out of our theology comes our doctrine, and I'm explaining what doctrine is. So our doctrine refers to the truth of scripture that we live by, the truth of scripture that we have come to believe in. Are you with me here? And then our theology refers to theology refers to our understanding about God. Now, your understanding about God as a man of God determines the messages you preach. Are you with me? The deeper your understanding about God, the deeper, I'm not saying deep is in, in the sense that the message is confusing. I'm not saying that. Usually people see a deep message as a message that is confusing and we can't figure what is going on. They say it's deep. No. When we say a message is deep, we are simply talking about the fact that the message is able to make you mature quickly. Okay? And that's the kind of message I'm preaching today. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to clap. Yeah. Now, our doctrine, Apostle, our doctrine 
comes from our theology. Now, theology refers to our understanding about God. Now, a wrong theology affects the kind of doctrines that we, we present from Scripture. When we have a bad understanding about God, it affects how we draw from Scripture. How we draw from Scripture and it affects the kind of message we preach to God's people. Are you with me? Now, it is like, let me tell you an example. An example of somebody who says that prayer is not important because, um, you know, those kind of statements people make to look down prayer. Have you heard those kind of statements before? I said, instead of you to go and work, you are praying. Do you understand it? And instead of you to plan, you are praying. Do you understand it? Now, it is a, it is a, a wrong understanding about God. Okay. And I'll be talking about prayer as the message begins to go on. You can also hear people say, you see, a lot of statements that are made in the body of Christ making it look like it is because one way or the other we will find a scripture in the Bible to back it. We make it look like it is really true. For instance, I can stand here right now and say, you know, wearing, um, what do we call it? The popular one. Wearing trousers is a sin. And I'll quickly go to Deuteronomy 22 verse 5 and show you a scripture that says, A man shall not wear that which pertained to a woman, and a woman shall not wear a man's garments. For this is an abomination unto the Lord. Now, do you notice that that scripture does not mention trousers? So whoever taught it that way taught it wrong. But it was based on an understanding. It was based on the fact that a scripture was gotten to defend the doctrine. So it is easy for us to teach anything. Even if I want to teach my church members to be thieves and criminals, I can teach to get scriptures to back it. As a matter of fact, Adolf Hitler was killing Jews because he felt like God has called him to judge the Jews. Oh yeah, that guy used to pray. I mean, Adolf used to pray. Kneel down and pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father was in heaven. But he was killing millions of Jews. He has scriptures to back it. So I'm saying that our doctrine is as strong as our understanding about who God is. What God is. And what God seeks to achieve in everything that he does. So if we don't have a true understanding about who God is, every other thing, even money, finances, ministry, church planting, prophetic ministry, all these things about all. Have you had people that say, oh, the Bible is there, you don't need a prophet. It is because of an understanding about what? Understand about what? About God. I mean, you are not with me. Or, or people say, oh, the Holy Spirit is there. Why do you need the Bible? It is an understanding about what? About what? About God. If Banku is there, why do we need rice balls? After all, if we eat Banku, would we get the same energy that we get from rice balls? It's not the same starch. It's not the same carbohydrate. Why do we eat rice balls? Okay, you say, okay, okra stew is the best. Okra stew is there. So don't eat any other stew. That is how we, we try to teach more of the times because someone has bounced on something and they make it look like this is the whole situation we are trying to address here and this is the thing. And we end up calling it what? 
a revelation. It's a revealed. There's somebody who clap and somebody stand up and shake and be like, hey, talent, this is powerful. Not this powerful. Go deeper. Hey. This is younger Israel. This is how I preach at younger Israel. Be ready. I will slap you with scriptures. I will beat this, this sermon on you today. I'm telling you, I didn't come here to, to play. No, I didn't. I really didn't. I didn't. So, I'm saying, firstly, firstly, our doctrine, how we teach, comes from our understanding. Then our, our practice, okay? Our practice or our ethics and epistemology is dependent on our doctrine. So firstly, we have our theology, understand about God, determines how we teach, how we understand the things that we see in the Bible. Then our doctrine affects our what? Our living, our ethics, our practice. Are you with me here? So someone, I'm preaching right now, somebody will take up a seed and come and drop under my feet because of a doctrine. Are you with me? I will be praying in another place because of an understanding in another place, you see a man of God, he prays, say, no, no, there's nothing like laying on of hands because there's nothing like the grace of a man of God because we are all equal in Christ. The same person who taught that scripture says that um, I have a desire that I might be with you so that I may impart some spiritual gifts. The same guy who said we are all grafted into Christ is the same person saying this. The same person told Timothy that he should stir up the gifts of God within him which were given to him by the laying on of hands. One Christian is there, another Christian is there, but it says that for another Christian to have what another Christian has, that other Christian must be laid hands. They are both sons of God, though, and they are both Christians. So, the, the, the practice of the laying on of hands comes from a doctrine, which is derived from the text of Scripture. Are you here with me? In the same vein, when I'm preaching, somebody's dropping a seed offering, it will say, what, what is this? We don't believe all this. No, it is a practice that sometimes is abused or it's an, an advantage is taken away simply because of something someone has seen in scripture. That offerings and seeds were laid at the feet of the apostles. Are you with me here? Again, that um, Saul and his servant were going to see a prophet. They said, no, we don't go to see a prophet empty-handed. In other words, anytime somebody went to a prophet, they went to receive something. In other words, said, I'm preaching. Graces are being released. For you to receive, the doctrine is saying that you must drop something. It is not just a practice. It is a practice people have had because of what? A doctrine. Am I trying to explain something? So I'm trying to say that all the things we do, all the things we do, when we come to church, when we are at home, when we are living our lives, are brought out of our doctrine. And our doctrine comes from where? Our children. So therefore, the psalmist said, Lord, I'm a stranger. Where? On earth. I won't live 700 years to know all the things that need to be known. I am a young man who has set out in life on the path of greatness. 
I cannot learn all the principles of finance. Therefore, open thou my eyes. Listen, it is illumination that brings understanding. And understanding brings elevation. So until your eyes open, you will not understand. And if you don't understand, there is no application for an elevation. Therefore, the psalmist prayed. He said, Lord, I wish that you would do something for me because I'm a stranger on earth. Open down my eyes. My prayer for you is that your eyes will be opened. Listen, the day I bounced on certain scriptures, I knew I would never be the same again. I just knew it. The same scripture I had been reading all my life and knowing it, and maybe quoting it even in Sunday school. You can quote a scripture and not see it. Yes, it's not true. Yes, Have you ever lost something in your house before? Yeah? That you lost something, you said for it all over the place, you said, ah, before you realized it was in your hand. Do I have witnesses? You can read scriptures without illumination. Without an eye opening. You will just be reading somebody's book without an understanding. The service was wise. The modern day man is not too wise. You can be in church. You can even be a preacher. And think you are teaching revelations until the day you bounce on the scripture. I have bounced on so many scriptures about so many things. <laughs> Look, there are people Satan really goes against eh, that it is like there's a warranty. <laughs> oh, this one day you can really attack. There are some people he knows if he comes close to them, he will wither and die. Do you know why? It's because of what they have seen in scripture. It's because of what they have seen. Now, a lot of things about God are hidden. The book of Proverbs says that it is the glory of God to hide things. And it says, it is the honor of princes to search out those matters. I don't know why it is, but it's in the book of Proverbs. It just occurred to me. God enjoys to have certain things hidden so that we will search for them. No, no, let me ask you a question. Which good father will want to give you something until you ask? That before he gives to you, he says, I will give to you only if you ask. If you don't ask, you will be poor. Hey, what kind of father is this? Now, without an understanding of who God is, we will criticize the concept of prayer, the concept of giving, the concept of the tithe, the concept of understanding the word, the concept of impartation, and any other thing that is practiced in the Christian home because firstly, we don't know who God is and what God wants. And I'm saying that, I'm laying the foundation, I'm saying that, I know you are trying to, what is he trying to say? Well, 
know this thing. What is he trying to teach? Relax, I'm coming. God enjoys, I said God enjoys to do, he enjoys doing what? Hiding things. And it is the honor of sons to search out the things that are hidden. Now, this whole message that I'm preaching to you today is, is you can summarize it and call it, I, I, I've titled it all right, and the title of my message is Deep Calling Unto Deep. But first, you can call it spiritual intelligence. Or you can call it understanding the rules of engagement. Or you can call it understanding how to remain relevant in the realms of the spirit. Because the moment I said deep call it on the deep, you may feel like, hey, what is he going to communicate? So I have given you paraphrases of the whole idea of the message. That the whole idea is to give you spiritual intelligence. Just as we have emotional intelligence, having intelligence about how people behave and how people respond to stimuli or having intelligence about cars or intelligence about guns. I have intelligence about guns. Are you with me? Or having intelligence about bones. Live the liver. The mind. Well, I don't have intelligence about the liver and all the uh, and bones that I, I did a course in neurology. I did a course on the mind. I've done so, so many courses. Huh. I've done so many courses. Pastor Collins, you're welcome. Is somebody here? Is somebody there? There's nobody. Let's Pastor Collins come here. If there's a chair, there's a chair in front, please sit on it. Now, because of my, my study on neurology, I understand how the brain functions and works. And even as I began to study it deeper, I had certain understandings. Some time ago, I posted on my status, some people didn't understand. I said that the easiest way of escaping from an addiction is to learn another addiction. It's true. If you want to break from an, an addiction, learn a new thing. Learn a new addiction. I learned it because of the course I did in the study of the mind. Now, my understanding of the mind affected the way I live my life and the way I do the kinds of things that I do. Are you with me here? So, I'm saying this whole message is more like having intelligence about cars. That when you see a car and even it begins to make a certain kind of noise, you know that the car has a problem with water. Or the gearbox has a problem. Well, I don't have much intelligence into the engine of cars, but I have intelligence about kinds of cars. Are you with me here or you have gone home? 
I don't say, are you not teaching spiritual? Why are you talking about cars? When Paul was teaching about spiritual things, he was teaching about soldiers and warriors. Is not true? Now, you can consider this, this whole sermon as um, a sermon on spiritual intelligence, a sermon on how you can be relevant in the realms of the spirit. And I know that it's been such a long time I've not taught such a, a topic. And as I begin to teach, I can see that a lot of you are looking at me in a certain way because you are like, hey, what is going on? Now let's look at something in Psalm 42 verse 7. Psalm 42 verse 7. If you are there, say I'm there. If you are not there, say wait. Oh. You are there? Deep call it unto deep. Full stop. Is it your Bible? Is not your Bible? Is it your Bible? Deep call it unto deep. Now listen. You must first, we are talking about spiritual intelligence, you must first understand that the realm of the spirit is very intense and it is real. A lot of people do not know that the realm of the spirit is real. That there is a a part of this earth that is spiritual or there is a component of this universe that is spiritual and it is as real as here. Now let me ask you a question. How do you lay hands on a sick person and he gets healed? Are you saying there was paracetamol on your hands? How many of you have seen the sick healed before? How did that happen without an injection? Unless in the realm of the spirit, somebody was inputting the right drug into the bloodstream of the person physically, but this time around from another place. So when you see people here under the anointing, don't just be there say, this is magic. It's no magic. Even magic, where magicians will just do something and a fowl will collapse and die. In the spirit, a, a demon literally slaughtered the bed and the bed died. Have you not seen people that had dreams and in the dream, somebody appeared to them and slapped them. They woke up the next day and they started having migraines. I prayed for people like that. I prayed for a lady in the dream. They were shaving her. She woke up and they had shaved half of her head. No, okay. Let me ask you a question. Haven't you had a dream and you were urinating before? That is how intense the realm of the spirit is that somebody can do something to you in the spirit and it will appear in the flesh. That is why in Africa, you can see somebody who pick an egg. Say, hey! Why am I being Suddenly, they crash an egg. The next 24 days, somebody's legs have swelled. No. How did you make somebody's leg swollen when you did not go to use hammer to hit the leg ah, for it to swell? Is it true? It's not true. Am I teaching you an important thing? So what I'm saying is true. That the realm of the spirit is real because we have all seen. Is it true? 
Are you sure it's true? It should tell you the intensity of the realm of the spirit that the realms of the spirit is real and everything we do around here is first predicated from the realm of the spirit. That I'm saying that everything we do around here comes first from somewhere. And so the Bible says, and God breathed into man the breath of life. Where did it come from? From the spirit. And man became a living soul. Suddenly, God breathed from the realm of the spirit and suddenly we saw a manifestation in the flesh. Again, God said, let there be. Can you see words? Are words tangible? Do you know words are spirits? Not, I'm not trying to quote what the Bible says, that the words I speak, they are spirit, they are life. Words, every word is a spirit because it cannot be seen. It cannot be touched. That's why someone can just say something to you and suddenly they didn't touch you, they didn't slap you, they didn't beat you, you are angry. Is it true? How did they touch you? How did they touch your mind? How did they touch your heart? That somebody, listen, ah, I will teach you something today. That somebody, listen to me, <laughs> that somebody can literally give you a call and say, your mother is dead or has collapsed and is in the hospital. The doctor said she was, suddenly you get heart problem. Your heart is pumped. How did how did your heart begin to pump suddenly because a word was spoken because a spirit was sent an avenue was made and something was released you just didn't see it but it was there making effect Jesus said the wind blows where it wishes you do not see it where it's coming from or where it's going but what do you see you see the movement of things as the wind begins to blow, you see the grass moving. You see grass moving. Do you see wind? So is the realm of the spirit. So Jesus says, so is anyone that is led of the spirit. Jesus was just teaching a simple principle that, listen, the realm of the spirit affects the physical that. If I want to have financial abundance, I can do something. And suddenly, strangely, without working, without going for a loan, without begging. Not that money begins to vanish and enter my room. People begin to call. People begin to send money. Strangely, and I, I haven't worked physically, but I have worked spiritually. This is how all these guys who go for sakawa and all these people who go for money rituals, they do. They rather work in the spirit to reap in the flesh. In the same vein, Christians are called to work. Paul said, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. In other words, since we have been born of the Holy Ghost, it's time for us to work from the realm of the Spirit so that we can see the evidences of it. No. How do you give your handkerchief to someone to go and pray for the sick? Is a handkerchief a human being? Paul literally breathed the spirit into a handkerchief that the handkerchief now healed the sick. I'm coming somewhere. I'm simply trying to lay the foundation to let you know that this is my introduction, that the realm of the spirit is real, the realm of the spirit is there, and it is so evident that we all know it. The only problem is this, that we don't know how 
to manipulate and use it. Do you know that as we are here, we can condition, we can condition this place to become hot. We just don't have the apparatus that will help us produce a microwave here. When you open a microwave, do you see matches there? Do you see a gas stove inside the microwave? What do you see? Nothing. Just a plate and a mechanism at the side which moves and, and undergoes a certain kind of process to harvest the microwave that is already here and condense it in that box so that the condensation of the microwave which is already in the air which already comes from the sun condenses it to heat up anything. It is that same mechanism that when you touch this bulb, the bulb is hot. Is it true? Is it true that when you touch this bulb, it's hot? It is that same mechanism. Just that this time around, we have harvested it in a certain way. The problem, you see, as we are here right now, you can speak to someone who is in China. The only problem is you don't have a mobile phone to call. The moment you get a mobile phone that has been engineered and wired enough to permit you to call. Now I'm preaching my message. I'm going there. To permit you to call the person who is in China, suddenly you are able to reach somebody in China. Why? Because first, you have a mobile phone that has been programmed to operate from the realm of the spirit. Because when you are speaking, you are not speaking in the physical. Mobile phones are spiritual. I tell you, it's science. It's science. It's science. So you are being deceived to think it is science. No. It, uh, what we are praying for, I think, is science. Oh. It's the science of the realm of the spirit. And so there are some wirings, whatever. There are um, in the whatever in the air. It is the same microwave we make calls with. The one that is used for cooking the food is the same one. In other words, the same engineering the same process different devices I'm teaching something I'm laying foundation let me ask you a question now if you want to you want to call someone in Accra and you pick up your phone you try to call then suddenly they tell you, you have uh-huh, no call credit in your MTN account. Please recharge. What are they telling you? They are telling you, you don't have access into this, our network, which will allow you to reach. You have a phone, don't you? Don't you have a phone? You have a math, don't you? Don't you have a math? You've charged your phone, haven't you? Haven't you charged your phone? Don't you have Bluetooth earpiece? 
Why is your call not going through? Simply because somebody has said that there is a mechanism or there is a system and, and before you can communicate with your brother in Korea or your, your brother in Techiman or the one who just living just here, you need something we call airtime. So, you pay them money. Then they say, we have given you an opportunity to operate from the realms of the spirit to talk to your friend who is in Accra. Now, the moment you exhaust it, they say, you need to buy again. I want to ask you a question. Don't you have a phone? Is the phone not yours? Is the math not yours? Why is it that you want to call, but somebody says that you cannot call unless you abide by a rule. You need to get airtime. Listen, the realms of the spirit oppressed by the same mechanism. Now, sit down for me. Let me teach you something. The realm of the spirit also oppressed by the same mechanism, the same system oppressed in the realm of the spirit. That is why you can pray for somebody who has headache to be healed, but when you pray for someone who is blind, he's not healed. If you are a man of God here, listen to me. I am teaching a very important thing. And if you are a Christian too, listen. Now if you are a Muslim too, you must listen anyway. I'm teaching from the Bible. In the Bible, in the book of Acts chapter 19, give us Acts 19, let me show you something. I'm talking about the credit system, the limited system in the realms of the spirit. And I'll begin to explain, Okay. We are doing spiritual intelligence. 19 verse, um, verse 11. Oh, it's not 11. Hold on. Give us um, verse 13. Go to verse 13. Now it says that, take us back to verse 10. Take us back to verse 10. Hold on. He's talking about, you talked about the move of the spirit that took place in the time of Paul. Okay. That there was a move of God going on. Everywhere he went, Christians were healing the sick, raising the dead. All kinds of miracles were happening. Then he goes to the next verse and he said, And many miracles were wrought by the hands of what? Paul. Hold on. By the hands of what? Give us the next verse. Verse 12. So that by his body were brought unto the sick. Handkerchiefs and what? Handkerchiefs and what? And the diseases departed from them and evil spirits went out of them. By what? How did demons leave people? Handkerchiefs and church, follow me, follow me, we are going somewhere. How did demons leave people? Handkerchiefs and what? Not by shouting, not by screaming, not by come out. Someone was so, he has so much air time that, in the realms of the spirit that, even what he possessed had enough power to cast out devils from the realms of the spirit. Then some guys also got up, take us to verse 13. Some guys, he said, and uh huh, hurry, hurry. And 16 of the vagabond Jews, these were stubborn Jews. They were not born again, they were not Christians. And their father was the high priest. And they called themselves exorcists. Exorcists are people, if you have watched a movie called Constantine, you have watched a movie called The Supernatural, where these two guys. Dean and Stephen, they are going around casting out witches and demons and all. Now, these are the kinds of guys. They were pretending like they were casting out demons, but they were making worse. So, therefore, 
took upon them the call them took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus saying we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preached are you here with me they took it upon themselves a ministry that we are going about casting out devils are you with me here and they call people that bring all your sick people, bring people that are possessed of devils, just bring them and we are going to do that deal for you. We will do what? We will cast them out. Now they met evil spirits and do you know what they did? He said, now, we command you in the name of, they even gave him, they even gave him the real title, the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus, come out now. The same Jesus that Paul is preaching, come out now. And look at what the, 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 the scripture, verse 14. And there were seven sons of Sceva. They were part of the vagabonds. Of Sceva, their father was a prophet, a major prophet in town. In other words, their father was AFM. Have you heard me tell stories where somebody's mother is dying, has collapsed? I, I, I still remember that story. Rahel. They were taking the, has collapsed, is, is half dead. Called me, I didn't pay. Called me, I didn't pay. I was busy. I was busy. I was tired, so I didn't pay. Then she sent me an SMS. She said, my mother is dying. Tell to the hotel. Then I text. I said, your mother will recover now. By the time they got to the hospital, in the taxi, they dead. By the time they got to the hospital, by the time they were taking the file to fill, she got up, sat down, and that was it. They checked, nothing was wrong. She had, they literally just said, okay, you just take this drugs and come back home. By SMS. You say, <laughs> my father is AFM, you know. I'm anointed. They say I'm anointed. No, my father is upon me. Now I call Grudozu Gandaya and He said, My father did SMS. Media will speak. Me, I will prophesy. She will die the more. It's the same thing. You know? I'm trying to let you know the fact that your father is a prophet does not guarantee access into the spirit. Their father was what? Look at it, chief of the priest. This guy was the major prophet, he was the highest. Of all Jews, he's the chief priest. The highest Christian in town. Omopapane, the highest Christian in town. So they thought because our father is the highest Christian in town. I'm using the word Christian because today is Christian, but the highest Jew in town. And not our father is the prophet who will not even have to pray. You begin to prophesy. And you know, that's the, those are the boys. They said, I will join you in the name of the Lord Jesus Come out. Look at what the demon said. Uh-huh. Verse 15. And the evil spirit answered and said, Ah. When, oh, oh, hold on. In verse 11, when he said that, verse 10, when he said that, Paul, don't take us there, when he said that, Paul sent an creature for April, did you, the demons answer? Bagusro. But when, but when, the sons of Sceva themselves, Paul was not mentioning the name of Jesus. Paul did not mention the name of Jesus. Paul didn't say, in the name of Jesus, come out. 
He just carried a handkerchief, touched all diseased people, people that are sick, people that are possessed by demons, people that are mad. Just touch them with the handkerchiefs and it will come out. Don't mention any name of Jesus. Uh, no, 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 you don't need it. You don't need it. Then this guy said, We will go and mention the name. <laughs> yeah, bad boy, yeah, bad boy, yeah, bad boy. We will mention the name. Now, the evil spirit now said, Hey, he said, Paul, he said, Jesus, I know in the realm of the spirit. He has enough air time. I know Jesus. Anytime I met him, anytime all my, any of my brothers met Jesus, they bowed and said, Jesus, son of God, have you come to destroy before our time? When the madman of Gadara met Jesus, he had a stone in his hand. He said, no man could bind him when Jesus met him. He said, loose him and let him go. Suddenly, 6,000 demons left one man. This time I said, the evil spirit said, I know that Jesus, that man was a territorial commander. Everywhere he appeared, he said, how God anointed Jesus. That's what the, the, that, this is exactly the statement the demons are telling you. He said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. He said, that guy, I know him. He said, and Paul, maybe you say, you know, it is Jesus who had power and he was going about healing. They say, he said, Paul, to that guy, he's a territorial commander. Wherever he appears, demons disappear. He said, I know Paul as well. Ah, that guy is wild. He prayed and prison gates broke. Ha. Can you pray and the house will shake? That's the kind of human being we are talking about. The demon said, hey, just three chapters ago, this is what the demon told us. He said, hey, we are writing the book. Of the, uh, you know that they are writing the book of us. The demon said that. He said, look, when you just go to Acts chapter 16, Paul prayed there, and the, the gates of the prison shook, chains broke. That's the guy you are, you are that's, that's what that guy, I know him, oh. he is wild. Then he said, but, uh, hold on, but who do you think you are? But who are you? Christians are always in the rush. In the name of Jesus, whatever, and die. Almost all the time, demons are asking people, who are you? To have authority, listen, all the powers that say your family, no one will have a child. You got that saying? <laughs> I just gave an offering, five seeds. So, you see, people are funny. <laughs> people are funny, church. You, your mother had broken marriage. Your father remarried, had broken marriage. Your mother also remarried, had broken marriage. Your sister has a broken marriage. Your uncle has a broken marriage. Your elder brother has a broken marriage. They said today we are coming to pray against the spirit of broken marriage. Come and sow a seed. You gave 50 CDs. You think you have done something? You have done nothing. Are you saying all your mother's life she never gave 50 CDs as an offering? That is how the demons look at you and they ask you, <laughs> who do you think you are? Have you forgotten that your, you, your mother was even, I'm not talking about you. Your mother was even working in the mission house. Have you forgotten your, your mother lived with a prophet? She has said her marriage didn't work. You are giving five CDs. 
Who are you? Listen, I'm explaining a very interesting concept in the realms of the spirit that you may not know that in the realms of the spirit, every transaction is done on airtime. This is why this is why you can hear they say, this man of God, I say, Nedru no koji no. You can see a man of God very anointed, powerful. Along the years, you see that his prophetic has gone down, his ministry has gone down, his prayer life has gone down, the miracles have gone down, and people make it look like if it has gone down, then they went for juju. No, they didn't go for juju. The airtime is finished. If every message I've ever preached in my life, you didn't understand, understand this one. This is why you, you are here. A season came in your life. You had financial open doors every day throughout six months. It's like things were going well. When you entered the seventh month, everything came back to zero. Do you know what happened? You had bought data and the data is finished. Because the realms of the spirit uses airtime system. Whoever invented that airtime system either was influenced by a demon or, or an angel. Because the rest of it, it is airtime system. It's the same system. You have to have enough. The amount of airtime you have determines the amount of resource you are able to produce. This is why you are a Christian. You have been able to pray for someone who has headache, stomach problem, has been healed. But you pray for somebody whose legs cannot work and the person was not healed. Do you know why? Because one takes five megabytes to download. Another takes one gig to download. You have 20 megabytes of data. You want to download something that takes five gig. Have you downloaded something online before? If you don't understand anything today, understand this. The reason your results sometimes cut short is because the data bundle is finished in the spirit. So you can still go back there. This is what these guys had. They did not even have bundle. Was it not the same name that we mentioned? It's not the same name. This is the name he said at that at the name. Well, he didn't even say in the name. He said at the name that the name is the Bible said the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous runs to it. So the name of Jesus is not just a name of a person, it is an atmosphere, it is a place. It is a place. Paul dwelt there. So when he was living in that place, he just had to send something from the place. So when the thing leaves that place, it goes in the name of the place. It's not true. That when you are in a place, let's say they've sprayed a room with perfume, and you even walk into you leave the room, don't you start smelling the perfume? That's what happened to Paul. He had enough airtime. And listen, church, this is what some of you, a season comes to your life, you find out that now you have stopped fornicating, you have stopped watching porno, your pornography. Some of you, you, are, you have... <laughs> Uh, am I talking to angels or I'm talking to Christians? Am I talking to angels or Christians? You found out that one full year, Charlie, you are like Jesus' elder brother. Jesus' elder brother. You are on fire. And Dalapa. In Dalapa. And Dalapa. You are on fire, Charlie. 
No demon there comes through near you, and it is true. Then suddenly, after seven months, you and the devil, you have become the devil's elder brother. You are in the next club. You are you have watched all the pornography that are online. You have had sex with everything in trousers. Hey! The same person seven months ago, you were Jesus' brother. Do you know why your airtime is finished in the spirit? You have no strength again. The access you had, it is over. Listen, in the realms of the spirit, everything has a limited time. Everything has a season. It's called times and season. The only thing in the realms of the spirit that does not have a limited time is called eternal life. That is why it is the only thing God himself had to come down and complete it. There is nothing in the realm of the spirit that has the, 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 the adjective eternal to it. This is why some people, you were sick. Your stomach ulcer, you call it my stomach ulcer. We know. You were prayed for. It went. Seven months later, it came back. The airtime was finished. You make it look like, oh, you know, um, that pastor is not anointed. It's not true. Jesus made a parable. I'm teaching an important thing. And everything I'm teaching, I'm connecting doors through a scripture. So that you don't say, what does this guy say? Jesus said, when an evil spirit leaves a man, what does he do? He goes. He searches. When he comes back and the room is still empty, what does he do? He comes. The air time. So when he was cast out, what happened? Air time was bought. There was enough spiritual capacity in the life of the person that the demon could not live there. The moment the demon came back and found out that the airtime is finished, he said, I have room again. So how do you cast out the devil again? You have to get what? Spiritual airtime. Deep cause not to deep. The only thing in the spirit in this whole universe that is eternal is called eternal life. That is why somebody can go for juju from the devil. Even the devil doesn't give anything permanent. Including God. This is why Jesus even taught us to pray every day. He said, give us this day our daily... Uh-uh. God, why are you that wicked? Are you wicked like that? No. It is a principle in the spirit. The only thing I will ever give to you that is eternal is called eternal life. I won't give you food that is eternal. I won't give you money for it to be eternal. I won't give you open doors for it to be eternal. When I give, I will give it to you as a season. That's what some of you, you had a certain helper in ministry. One person was giving you, every month was buying airtime. Within three months, the door was closed. You make it look like that person is a bad person. No, God gave it to you for three months. The airtime is finished. Go back to where you went and do what you did. And that person came. And another person will come. If not, you will become a bitter Christian, make you look like, I don't have helpers. Where are all my helpers? Why am I always going back into the, my former sin? Do you know why? Because something was done which brought that spiritual strength. And that thing must be done again to maintain the spiritual strength. Ah. wish you understood this thing. This is why, even as a prophet, as a prophet, 
there are sometimes someone will maybe call and say, oh, my something is lost. I can't find it. Then I say, oh, it is under your wardrobe. Go and check it there. The person will check it is there. Another time, somebody will call. My something is lost and I don't see anything. Christians, I'm solving a problem that is genuine in the body of Christ, especially in charismatic self-cross that that's of way near ne Medru Naide at twelve as would be the airtime answer. And one interesting thing about doing ministry is that at time comes we become so busy. So, so busy that the things that we do, that makes us who we are, we stop doing them. Because we are traveling all over, all over the place and we are doing programs. Is it not true? We are traveling all over the place doing programs. Traveling all over the place. We are so busy that the things we do as Christians, that makes us spiritual, we stop doing it. Maybe you used to do your quiet time, you have stopped. You, when, you say, when you stop all those things, you are depriving yourself access from the realm of the spirit. And therefore, when the time comes that you need it, it will not work. It won't work. You will pray, shout, and scream the name Jesus. Satan himself will not appear. Not to talk of Jesus himself. Nothing will happen. And they will ask you, please, who do you think you are? You don't have airtime. You want to call. You have no call credit in your spiritual account. Please go and recharge. You have not even registered yourself. Those who have not registered their sin, they are those who are not yet even Christians. They, they have not registered their sin. So sometimes even in a car accident, they are screaming the name Jesus. In the spirit, say, Charlie, you haven't registered your sin. So the name does not work like that. The demon is attacking you. Amen. <laughs> Are you here with me? So listen. In my notes, I wrote that the realm of the spirit operates by a ticket system. It operates by a ticket system. The way when you are traveling to Accra, you buy a ticket. When you are done, is it finished? It's finished. Is it not true? Is it finished? It is finished, right? Can you take that ticket again and say, you know, I bought the ticket. It's very expensive. I bought a plane ticket, 500 CDs. It should work. Can you do that? Do you know why? Because it has been exhausted. Every major miracle you receive in your life, an, an anointing left you. That's what Jesus said. It, Jesus made a powerful statement in the Bible. People didn't understand. In Mark chapter 5, when the woman with the issue of blood touched, Jesus said, Power has left me. Uh-uh. What do you mean? Jesus said about 4 gig of data is gone. Now it's left with about 40 megabytes. He said, he didn't say somebody has, he said, power has left me. That's, that's the statement in the Bible. He said, someone has removed power. Yeah. Somebody has drained power. Do you know why? Because it is a ticket system. And anytime you receive a major miracle, do you know what you have done? You have drained use an amount of your prayer life. 
you have used an amount of that anointing. You went for a conference and a certain major prophet laid hands. You have used it. It's not, a, it's not there again. I wish the church would understand this thing. You have every major miracle, every breakthrough, you seize a ticket. The higher it is, the higher the ticket. I was listening to Bishop Doug some time ago. I said that before every healing Jesus could save, he has to pray for 40 hours or something. 40 hours. Because it takes 40 hours of prayer to see those miracles that he sees. Look, do you know why, Christians, do you know why at a certain season of your life, eh, you receive a major improvement in your life? Right after then, you start going down. Down. Is, am I talking to Christians or yeah. I'm talking to angels? Is it true? You start seeing that you are going down. You have gotten a job, but now, previously, you've got, now you have gotten a job. You have gotten a nice apartment. Suddenly, everything is going down. Everything, do you know why? He took a major ticket, airtime, anointing to give you that breakthrough. So it is finished. Your duty must do what? When you are chatting and they tell you um, your your airtime is left with what, what they usually say? Data band. What are they telling you? They are telling you that Charlie, if you are not careful, one day you have an emergency, 12 a.m. in the night, a time you can't buy data. It is raining and you can't go out and buy data. You need data to check something online, and they will say we can't give to you because it is finished. So they are first of all alerting you. Christians, when you experience a major breakthrough after a major powerful service, go back and refill. If not, soon and very soon, you will become dry, empty, and nothing. This is why in Isaiah chapter 40, he makes a statement that even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait of what is he saying? He said, they that wait will receive enough bundle for the next level. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. He said, they shall walk and not faint. What is he communicating? He's communicating an airtime system. That a time will come where every youth will fall. Where every man will fall. If even the youth. He said, even the youth. If he's talking even the youth, what about old people? If he's saying that even me, AFM, I'm young, I have enough time, I will fall. What about somebody like Bishop Oedipo? Huh? He didn't give an exclusion. He said, even the youth shall fall. They, they shall faint. Be wary. He said, and the young men shall utterly fall. He said, even. Even means that it's everyone that will do it, will experience. The ones who keep becoming relevant are the ones who know how to wait upon the Lord. In other words, they are the ones who know that my airtime is finished and I'm going back to the secret place. I need to refill. 
Because if I must have access into the spirit, and if I must have a certain advantage in this life, that when I speak the word that I speak, something happens to the word that I speak. I must have enough bundle. I must have enough ticket in the spirit so that I can access it. If you don't have that understanding, you will be a joking Christian. A joking Christian. Do you understand the word? You'll be a joking Christian. Therefore, church, we must now know how do I constantly have enough air time to operate in the realm of the spirit so that one day a demon will not beat you front, back, center, that you have to run home naked like the sons of Sceva. I want to show you disciplines. Disciplines of the realm of the spirit as you progress into the deep. Disciplines. Give us Matthew chapter 17 verse 14. Lande koba sande bradi kolovasa vindre kia anda braka lembre dia nandra kaya vrida sandaya. Hi, there. Let's read it together. And when the multitude were come on, and when they were come unto the multitude, there came unto him a certain man kneeling down to him, saying. Uh-huh. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and so vexed. For oftentimes he falleth into fire, and often he falleth into water. Next verse. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. These are men, these are men that walk with Jesus, ate with Jesus. I mean, they, it was their, Jesus was their friend though. Eh? Very tight friend. That they are also there. You see, sometimes they were deceived. Sometimes ministry, there is a deception in ministry. Oh. Sometimes eh, some people are simply enjoying the grace of their friend, though. It's true. Some people are, are simply received in ministry because of a certain person they are associated with. It's true stuff. I know pastors that people receive them because of me. But they may think that maybe, you know, me, we are there. And when I look at all the people that are around, I just see that all of them, they are either my sons, my daughters, my members. I say, I told, I say he may think that they tell me to I'm there. He doesn't know that he's just like Jesus and the disciples. I'm not saying that I am Jesus. I'm simply saying that ministry is very deceptive. That sometimes you think that 
you think that certain opportunities you're experiencing is because of you. Because sometimes when they are also working, it is when they were working with Jesus that a demon saw them and started screaming. So they also felt like, Charlie, demon saw us. Wasn't all of us who went to um, Archbishop's office? Wasn't all of us who went to see Reverend Solomon? Wasn't all of us who were in the office? But it was some, because of somebody that you are there. So it is somebody's access you are there. It is not your access. So when they brought, they couldn't wait for Jesus. So they said, we will also prove a point that we too, we are also, you know, friends of Jesus. Peter will be saying, Jesus Christ, I'm even older than him. I'm as anointed as he is. Come on now. Come on now. For three hours. And they could not cure him. Look at Jesus' statement. Verse 17. And Jesus answered, O faithless and perverse generation. He says, How long shall I be with you? He's asking a question. Don't you see how I live my life? Do you think it is easy to cast out a devil? Do you think it is easy to have this resource? Even now that now, now that I'm, I keep telling young ministers, sometimes when I say they think I'm lying. Just now that I have received a mobile money alert. Every day, virtually every day I receive an alert. Just by being at home. I don't travel anywhere. I even, you invite me, I won't come. You even invite me, I won't come. Unless I like you. You see me on posters, I won't come. I, don't, I won't make money by preaching. So if I come and you give me, a, you may think you are doing me a favor. You are not doing it. That money you give, that money somebody gave me twice. I am just home, doing, loving God, being a blessing to people, and God keep bringing. Listen, and it, and I know how it is done. Oh, it's not because I'm a pastor. Oh. I know pastors that are poor. <laughs> Jesus said, "How long shall I be with you? You have not learned the lesson. You have not seen it. You've not seen the secret. You still don't know. Do you know that just before that Jesus had gone to pray, and they were eating and drinking, and they were down there." They were eating. just before that. They said that scripture. That this scripture is a scripture of the Mount of Transfiguration. A scripture when Jesus called, yeah, because she Elijah and Moses. A scripture we are seventeen we are. And what's the nobiso of no? Oh, faithless and perverse! How long shall I be with you? You always see me go out at dawn to go and do some things. You always see me do certain things. You are not watching. You don't know. You think it is math, math? This generation is a math, math generation. Talk, talk. Talk. Brag and lie. Because of that, we have to lie with testimonies. Lie. That's why every testimony I give, I mention a name. Go and ask. Just that testimony I mentioned. I mentioned her name is Rahel. Her sister is called Sandra. Those of you know that, go and call her and ask her. I send an SMS. I didn't shout. An SMS. The people who didn't send me very serious thing, I sent them an emoji, a smiley emoji. A smiley emoji gave them a breakthrough. A smiley emoji. You just said, I just smile. A smiley emoji. There has been some times where I shouted and screamed and nothing happened. Hey! The airtime was finished. The airtime was finished. The airtime was finished. I'm teaching a powerful scripture. How long shall I suffer you? How long shall I be teaching you? Then he said, then he said bring him here now. Then they brought the boy. Give us this verse. Verse 18. 
And Jesus did what? Rebuked the devil and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Next verse. I want to show you the first point. The first principle that you need to have enough access, enough ticket, enough power to operate in the realm of the spirit. And the disciples, then came the disciples to Jesus apart. You know, they just called, they, they waited, they were embarrassed. They were what? Afterward, they just came to Jesus behind the scenes. And then you go as you. Then John will be say, Yes, we need Peter Cracker when you're not trying to obey my. Because because John was just like 90 years or something. I'm gonna me on pain for Cassana with the vote. Only seven years back. Then Andrew say, Yes, we're in a crapper, Peter Cracker. Also, when you're not trying to and he said, Jesus, how come we couldn't cast out that devil? They don't know. Give us nice verse. And Jesus said unto them, point one, because of your unbelief, listen, a ticket is given to any man that works in faith. Because faith is a ticket into the realm of the spirit. He said you could not cast out this devil because you don't have faith. For verily, verily, I say unto you, if he had what? If he had what? Faith. As a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain. When they were standing, there was a mountain because they were just coming down a mountain. And it was down the mountain. That is to say, you will say to this mountain. Do what? Move yourself from this place and they shall remove. Listen, church. Faith is a key to the realm of the spirit. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. The scripture of faith. Faith. Hebrews 11 1. Quickly, quickly, please. When I quote it, hurry up. Hebrews 11, 1. Now, therefore, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what? What, what are things not seen? The realm of the spirit. Hebrews author is simply saying that for you to see things that are evident in the realm of the spirit, you must have what? He's saying that to be able to operate from the realm of the spirit, what do you need? He said you need what? He said, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Things hoped for are things in your mind. I hope for something is in my mind. The evidence of things not seen, things not seen is in the spirit. It's not in my mind. I have a hope for something. That Lord, I need money to pay my school fees. It's a hope, but I don't have money. In the realm of the spirit, another Sakawa guy is going to see some malam and he has given some oil to go and apply. Within that same time, you are hoping for 12,000 CDs for your PhD. I suck a white guy has also gotten 12,000 CDs by not working. So he's saying the money is in the spirit because somebody has also gotten his own. Or at that same time, another church member just got a, 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 a testimony. Is not true. 
Oh, one of my uncles that is abroad just remembered me. It's been a long time and he has sent me 30,000 to start a business. He didn't work for it. Oh, oh, some money that I invested that locked up a whatever court case. Finally, they have released the money to me and I've given compensation. How much? 12,000 cities. The same 12,000 cities you go for. Another person is getting but you haven't gotten it. Do you know why? In the realm of the spirit, it is there because previously that person who had the 12,000 didn't have it. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm trying to say that, listen, it is like somebody is suffering from COVID-19. Somewhere, another person has prayed for somebody with COVID-19, the person has been healed. But you are praying for somebody with COVID-19, the person is not healed. That's the explanation I'm trying to make. That's the that The thing is already there, but you don't have it. So, the hope for is what is in your mind. The evidence of things not seen is what is in the spirit. Then it says, what, verse 2, for by it the elders obtained a good report. How did they obtain a good report? They obtained a good report by operating from the realm of the spirit to their faith. He said, verse 3, he said, we, by faith we understand that what? That the walls were framed by the what? By the word we will get there. And, that, and so that the things which, were, which are seen were not made of things. Hey, My children are not seen, but they are there. I said, my child can't be a sickling. My child can't be dunderhead. I said, I would not be that kind of preacher that will die by accident. Satan cannot molest me. Because in the realm of the spirit, somebody can go for juju and put a chain on his neck that even when he's short, nothing happens. In other words, there I can have access by the help of God. That, ah, did you not read? He said you tread on the serpents and the other. And on scorpions. It's not true. It is the same access, the same access he's talking about. That divine protection can be given to a certain kind of man. One day, a snake bit my hand. I was going to buy something for my mom. It had even been a long time since my mom sent it because at that time I was already a grown up man. I think that was like four years ago or something. So my mom doesn't send me again. But suddenly she just said, I want to buy something by all the children. I said, Let me buy it for you. I was going by the road before I realized, so. I said, Huh? I had bought the thing out before I. Suddenly, something started going up. I felt the pain and sharp, serious sharp pain. Within about 30 seconds, it started going up. I, on the, just on the road, I nailed down because it was very painful. Huh? Snake. That was when all the scriptures I knew about snakes started coming. The Bible says a serpent, a viper bit Paul. He shook it into the, the, the fire. He said they waited for him for hours. Nothing happened to him. I said, no. I said, this is only God. He said, if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if he lives in you, sir, quicken your mortar. He said, I said, no. The Holy Ghost cannot live in this body. And this body was swell. And they write a story. Snake bites Micah, and then you see you people will come and visit me in the hospital. My hand are swelling because it, I said, no. That was the end of it. 
not paracetamol, no paracetamol. That was the end of it. Another time in my own house, in my own house, I was going to buy before I left, bang! I said, ha! Huh? Look at it there. He says, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Listen, sister, your marriage can be called forth to come. Your business can be called forth to come. If you don't understand this thing, eh, you don't understand. This is why a young man wants to, even if, if they tell people, if you want your ministry to grow, if you want, um, if you want to get money, if you want to get married, come to me. Come. They are simply saying that there are things I can give to you that you don't see now. That's it. He said, by faith, through faith, we understand. Through faith, we have an understanding of the realms of the spirit. Listen. Go forward. He said, then look at it. Next verse. He said, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Because as a God testifying of his gifts, and by it being dead, yet speaketh faith. Listen, church, faith is a currency that buys things from the realm of the spirit. I looked at myself so many years ago. I knew I was coming from a poor background. I said I would never be poor. I had bounced on some things. I began to speak it. I declared it. I spoke it. I believed it. Because of that, it affected the things I eat till today. That's my understanding. Because I wanted to come out of poverty. Jesus, I don't eat even gobe, gobe. I don't eat gobe. Because I see it as a poor people's food. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. Listen, what are you willing to do to come out of your present situation by faith? What are you willing to do? I refuse to eat rice with my fingers because I knew rice was eating with, 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 with spoon. And I understood that it is poor people who eat with fingers because they don't have spoon. No, 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 no. I just wanted to, by faith, I wanted to exit poverty. Now I'm not poor. Now I'm not poor. But this is just a start. Listen. Listen to me. I don't care the background you are coming from. By faith, you can exit every situation. By faith. Maybe the doctors have operated on you and they say you don't have a womb. By faith, you can have a womb. I have seen it before. The same verse, by faith, Sarah conceived, she received strength in a womb to conceive and have a child. Have you seen 90 years who has had a child? This day, by the time a woman is even 40, we already know oh, she's finished. She's finished. 40 years, she's dead. 90 years by faith. God quickens her womb. I said, I'm giving you new womb. Maybe you have eye problem. By faith, I declare, and deco soccer. Your lungs, there's a problem with you in a certain part of your body. By faith, you are receiving a new one. You can have more by faith. 
Because faith gives you access into the realm of the spirit. So Jesus says to the disciples, take us back to that scripture. He said, how? He said, you could not do it because of your unbelief. Give us point, give, take us to verse 20. Sit down for me. 21. Let me give point two. Go and listen to my message on the heroes of faith. Part one and two. And then I have a message called Faith Towards God. I've thought this extensively there. The point two of out asses have tickets in the realm of the spirit. As for this, I'm going to stay there for a while. Then Jesus said, How be it? This kind goes not out except by prayer and fasting. My point two of how to have a ticket in the realm of the spirit is to have continual prayers and fastings. You see, Jesus did not just cast out the devil because he was Jesus. That very moment he was coming out from the mountain after praying. I wait, no, you have gone. He was just coming down from the mountain of prayer. powerful statement in 1st Thessalonians chapter 5. He says pray without ceasing. Why? Then again in Luke chapter 18, Jesus also makes a statement, well Luke makes a statement and he and he speaks a parable unto them to this end that men ought always pray Another time Jesus said pray that you don't enter temptation. What is he saying? That I must have an understanding, a spiritual understanding that the realm of the spirit, if I'm going to have enough capacity and enough, let me make you understand because this is something that's a bit something, enough data bundle to access the realm of the spirit, I must fast and I must pray. Listen, you cannot have power without prayer and fasting. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot have power without prayer. You cannot access the spirit without prayer. Ah, we chant in the Holy Ghost. Ah, we chant, we chant in the Holy Ghost. Ah, we pray, we pray in the Holy Ghost. Ah, 
suddenly why you were on fire then suddenly because you didn't pray Jesus said to Peter said Peter Peter Satan desired to sift you like wheat that your faith may fail he said but the solution is this I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail and when you become strong he said strengthen your brothers how do I strengthen my brothers by praying You don't have an advantage because you don't pray. Your ministry is grounded because you don't pray. You are sitting down hoping that someone abroad will send you some money for something. You are not praying. 
You are not a man of prayer. You are complaining that things are hard. Have you prayed? Have you prayed? There are so many things. Listen, if you won't pray, go for Juju. Go for Juju. If not, don't come and complain to us and make it look like we are the reason why your life is, is grounded because you are not praying. But whether you like it or not, your colleagues are going to places. Your colleagues are meeting people. Your colleagues are going to people. You say you won't pray. You are complaining. Life is hard. Nobody wants to marry me. My marriage is collapsing. It's time to pray. My wife cannot be give birth. It's time to pray. I don't know why no one wants to believe my ministry. It's time to pray. How do I get songs? Pray. How do I get a breakthrough? Pray. Jesus said, men ought always pray. Ha. He said, if you are a human being, your only access is this. You must pray. This generation, what we do is we rather want to call to pray. There's a season of personal prayer and there's a season of impartation. By impartation, I mean the season where you have prayed enough, but now, in the place of prayer, God will now direct you, I want you to go to this person for prayer. It's called impartation. In that time, you are now having access to another man's prayer life, or you are, it's like, you already have a data, right? But you are saying, can I connect to your Wi-Fi? When you are calling another Christian to pray for you, you are connecting to their Wi-Fi. Now listen, pastors, listen to me. Anytime you are praying for people, you are giving them your Wi-Fi. But you know that you, at that season of your life, you have been watching things and pressing buttons and doing strange things. Maybe you are not pressing buttons and watching things. You have just backslided. You have stopped praying, stopped reading the Bible. Charlie, your data is left with two megabytes. After you pray for that sister, Satan will beat you. Sickness will break forth. Attacks of all man of strength will break forth because all your covering is lost. This is why it is quite an interesting thing to have a lot of preachers under multiple attacks every now and then. Their children, their property, everything, because of the understanding that it is time to pray. He said, A great while before day, he went into the solitary place and there prayed. Right after they said, and Peter and the disciples came and found, they said, Master, we have sought for you all over the place. He said, All men seek for you. I said, Lord, I don't have helpers. It's time to pray. Pray and give God time. All men will seek for you. I'm a man God has helped. And I can tell you that I have seen what God has done. God has done in the place of prayer. I've seen it. I have seen it. I have come to a certain season of my life. All hope was lost. Nothing was working except prayer. I went down on my knees. I said, Lord, I'm finished. Help me. And Dila and Bolua. And God said, this is a demonic attack. Now arise as a soldier. Fight all, all powers. I began to blast. I bind every devil from Adika. Within 24 hours, the solution was solved. The solution had come. You are not praying enough. You only pray when you come to church. You are not praying enough. Who is that woman that will take your, your husband away? Did you not hear Pastor P. 
grandpa's testimony. He said he has a daughter who had a very fine man. Very fine man. When you look at the daughter, look at the man, say, Kai. He said, Look, you will struggle to keep this man. He said, Who? Me? He said, No woman being alive can take this man from me. And Pastor, Pastor was like, Ah, what, what do you mean by that? So I wouldn't even mind a man for another. Oh, see, Pastor Prempe, let me tell you, every day I pray one hour for him. Hey! Oh, see, every day one hour will go for you. And as I'm speaking, they are married. They are married. And I think they even have a child. Do you know your advantage? You must pray. You can't put me down when I'm a man of prayer. You cannot put a man of prayer down. You cannot destroy a man of prayer. If you lock them up, the Bible says in Acts 16, he said they arrested men of prayer. Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas, they put them in jail. The verse 25, he said, and at midnight, Paul and Silas began to pray. And Dala in cover. You can change my hands, you can change my mouth. Listen, you can sack me from school, you can't sack my mouth. You can take anything from me, you can't take my prayer. Because you can pray in prison. You can pray in the car. You can pray in the bathroom. You can pray in the toilet. You can pray when you are walking. You can. They, it's a, and they pray. Ah, where is the scripture, boy? Acts 16 25. It's a, and they prayed. He said, and suddenly there was an earthquake. <sighs> Somebody prayed and there was an earthquake. This afternoon we are about to pray. Let there be an earthquake. And the color. Where is the scripture? Is it an admin of Paul and Silas prayed? Ha! Some people say, eh, eh, what is this? What is this prayer that you pray and you are making noise, you are shouting? Look at the scripture. Bible now can't say Jamaya born in the Bible now so say Paul and Silas bompire my man for say. If one scripture is teaching it, why are we trying to throw it away? With our seven two order, some two are won't come our father was in heaven. You won't pray our father was in heaven. The day I say, and what is this prayer? What is this prayer? What is and what, what look at it? And the prisoners heard them. They were in their prisons here, but they didn't pray a silent prayer. Zududu and Dalakata. I am chained, but I am not chained. I am chained by the rest of the spirit. Listen, in the physical, Paul and Silas were chained, but in the spirit, they were not. They were not. They said, Now I'm breaking forth. Listen, do you know the scriptures, scriptures say that we are, we, is that for God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Is it true? Scripture says that we are heirs, we are kings, we are priests. Is it true? But the same Bible says that there's an abomination I've seen under the sun. It said, princes walk on foot while servants ride on horses. Do you know what it means? We are Christians. We are blessed in heavenly places. We are anointed in heavenly places, but here we are not. Therefore, how do I access it? Paul and Silas were free in the spirit. But in the physical, they are the same people that demons met them and ran away. In the spirit, they were giants. In the physical, they were not. You can bring your gigantic nature out of the spirit to the flesh. Ah, ah, listen, listen, check, listen, check, listen. Check. Did the Bible not teach that we have a garment of righteousness? In other words, in the realms of the spirit, I am handsome. I am beautiful. I am attractive. Is it true? I can pray to come in the physical. The Bible says Jesus prayed his garment was turned into remnant. He brought the garment of righteousness from the realms of the spirit into the physical. I won't pray. Ah, have you seen a man of prayer who is ugly before? Ah, 
Andalaha, Indalaha, Randalaha, Imbalaha. In the spirit, they were free. In the physical, they were bound. They said, no, this is an impossible thing. How can I be free? Look at Galatians, in the book of Galatians. He says, stand therefore in the liberty where which Christ has made you free. It's, and do not be entangled again. Ah, I am free in the spirit, but in the physical, I'm not. Therefore, I must pray. This is why Jesus taught again. This I'm connecting all the door because the thing I'm teaching, it is true. You may have said, hey, what is this teaching? The thing I'm teaching, it is true. Therefore, I'm connecting all the scriptures you know. Jesus said, whatsoever you bind on earth. What he's saying is that in, in heaven, it is already bound, but on earth is not bound. Therefore, bind it here so that what is in heaven will be done here. Again, he taught his disciples, he said, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is. He said, when you do what? When you do what? When you pray. When I'm praying, in heaven I'm not poor. In heaven I'm walking on streets of gold. And never I'm not. When I pray, I bring streets of gold into the physical. And Daka, Balia, Mbolwa, Rasika, Ndeka, Rada. Listen. In heaven, eh? I am not... I'm not single. Those of you who are struggling to get a life partner, let me tell you this, in heaven you are not single though, because we have been married to Christ. Is it not true? Therefore, in physical, you can bring the marriage into the physical by doing what I've taught you. The first one is by faith, the second one is by prayer. Now, by this understanding, you see, the reason we don't get results is because of the understanding you know, that the thing I'm doing, this is what it is doing. That when I'm praying for an open door, this is what I'm doing in the spirit. This is exactly what I'm doing in the spirit. I am, I am destroying chains. I'm breaking in the spirit. Paul was saying, I break every chain that is holding me. And in the spirit, chains were breaking. And in the physical, he said, suddenly, there came an, a mighty earthquake, broke their chains, broke the chains of all the prisoners, broke the prison doors open. The prison doors had burglar proof. He broke it open. Listen, there is no chains prayer can break. He said, in this family, nobody does this. Say, you have no idea, I am coming. I am coming. Ah, ah, ah. No one in this family is able to do this. He said, you have no idea, I'm coming. He said, nobody in this region is able to have a certain recognition in ministry. He said, no way, I am coming. I am coming. Randika. Behold, I come in the volumes of the books, as it is written of me, to do thy will, O Lord. I'm coming. I'm coming to pray. Begin to pray. Gira Sadia. No, this is not how to pray. Oh. And dada. Hey! Demonic chains be broken. Physical chains be broken. Impediment be broken. Every limitation be lifted. Anything that stops people be lifted now. Be lifted now. Ambala and Delia. Hey!
Oh yes. Oh yes. This is how you have it. You have been complaining for long. This is how you break through. This is how you break through. Oh yes. You are drawing from the realm of the spirit. You are drawing. Your ministry is expanding by prayer. Your ministry is expanding by prayer. Your finances is enlarging by prayer. You are breaking forth by prayer. You are breaking forth. That's how you are breaking forth. I see people that are tied by prayer. They are being loose just now. They are this, are this good. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Antica and Gala. Hey! Whatever belongs to you. That was tied. That was tied. I see you being loose. And I see you taking it. Some of you is your health. Some of you is your wealth. Some of you is your doors. Some of you is your ministry. The prophetic grace that was covered up. Ah, this is how you are receiving it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Ah, your marriage. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Take it now. Receive it. Receive it. Hey, Kata. Hey, Kata. Hey, Kata. Zukata. I pray. Zala. Yambolwa. Hey. God told the king of Egypt to restore Abraham's wife back to him. He said, for he's a prophet, he shall pray for you. <sighs> now, don't sit down and write. I know some of you are secretaries. The third way of having your airtime in the spirit your ticket is by impartation. The prayer of another man. I don't know, but we are beginning, we began the year already. Some of you things are even getting worse. But on this altar, I pray. Your ministry is not going to be grounded. Your life will not be grounded. I prophesy. Anything that held you down. On this day, I command you loose. Now advance, now expand, now enlarge, now be loose, now go forward, now prosper, now receive it. I pray. Listen, I pray. This year, if no one has ever looked for you, this year, I see all manner of people searching for you, looking for you. Receive that anointed. Any man that needs to appear, anyone that needs to come, wherever they are, by the force of impartation, I call them forth. 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 Now. What is this I see? Listen. Maybe you have been empty of helpers. A man God has helped. I'm a man God has helped. Just that I don't talk about it. 
When I said I wasn't going to teach again, some people say, how will you eat? I said, uh-uh. How will I eat? How was I eating? How will you live? How was I living? I was living in the realm of the spirit. Bring it, I'm going to anoint it. Get me oil. Don't, don't lay down the dial. Still be attentive. I'm trying to explain something and make a declaration. My life has become better by living by these principles. These things I'm teaching, they are not, I have never heard any man of God preach this message before. I've never, I mean, since Joseph Fubia preached that. I was just seated down. This was not the message I was going to preach. I was going to preach a message on rivers. I was just there. I was just sitting. The Lord said, now let me teach you something. Because something occurred to me and the Lord began to speak. He said, you don't know. Do you know that this is it? And he started showing all the scriptures. Ah, how come I didn't see this? This year, at a time things are difficult, you will break forth. You will break forth. You will break forth. In the name of Jesus. I speak as a prophet of God will have access into power access into grace access into anointing access into deliverance access into goodness in the name of Jesus can I get an amen to that the louder your amen the faster your miracle generally speaking if you are a pastor and you are not being paid by your church. That's the first thing. Two, you don't have businesses. Let's just put that one aside because you won't take. You, you are not traveling and preaching for people so that you, because every time we preach, if I preach like my 1,000, I would, I would, I would get just by being invited to preach. Yeah, that's how much I'm giving when I go to preach. 1,000, 2,000, and other things. That's what I say I don't, I won't come. But you are just pastoring your church. God, I heard God tell me, focus on your ministry. I heard God. He said, I will not let your influence spread abroad over the nations by letting you travel all over the place. I will let you stay at one point and I will bring the nations to you. I'm standing here, no, no to, not to brag, there is no corner of Ghana that I don't have someone there, my ministry has not. There's no corner of Ghana. There's no corner of Ghana. When they said they had posted, didn't I say I'll, I'll connect you to somebody? It was not you. I was on phone with. Who was it? It was Ruth or who? Mavis. I go to, when I, when I just, anywhere I travel, I'm just walking, someone, before I realize someone has walked up to me. And I've not even been there maybe to have a crusade for somebody or anything. I'm just walking suddenly because I, I heard God speak a word. And I'm just focusing on doing my little thing God has entrusted into my hands. And our church does not pay me. The heavenly family does not pay me. But every now and then, I have more than enough. And more than enough to give. I would then, a stranger would just walk up and say, God spoke to me to bring you this amount of money. Every now and then. 
So those of you who are here who are sons and daughters, you are doing yourself a favor for giving to me. Not, you are not doing me a favor. Because there is an anointing. If you deceive yourself to think that I need to work and make money, you have been working. Where is the money? But there is grace that breaks for said, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to make wealth. Ah, I pray as a prophet. The place your hand on your head, the power to make wealth. I prophesy. The power to make wealth is coming upon the church right now. Mandakara Satan. Mendiga. This year, you will see God's finger. I mean, my little Sinyani, in my little Ajankoma, people are looking for me. Ministers are calling me. I'm not one of those liars. And all kinds of, if many of the times, I'm not one of the major, maybe I don't know, but maybe in the spirit or something, I'm not one of the major men of God in this city. I'm not one of them. I'm not even, I'm, I'm just a young minister. But there's no man of God that has come to this region has not called me. Before I'm dead, the appear who even called and said that prophet is coming to this part of the country. Please, even when Dr. Mdiokobi was coming to teach man, I had a call. Not Sunyani, I had a call. I'm a young minister. Look, this is my this this is the whole thing. This day, this is the, the building. This is it. This is it. No, it is an anointing. The anointing that all men will seek for you, it is coming upon your life. Receive that grace right now. Can I get an amen? The louder your amen, the faster your miracle. Listen, listen, church. Listen, church. Maybe you, maybe you. Everywhere you are go, you go, no one notices you. You are hidden. Your life is covered. The Bible says that. He said, do not criticize a king behind his back, for the bears of the air will send the matter unto him. In other words, in the realms of the spirit, eh, things can be said about people. Every now and then I meet people. I recently, I, I was at family meeting. A man of God came for family meeting. He came to meet me. Well, when he came, I was tired, so I went and slept and left him there. I slept for about two hours or something. When I woke up, he was at my door. We, we met. And that was the first time we were meeting. He said, I've been seeing my dreams almost every day. And I can tell you, almost all, all over the place. This is not a lie. Okay, let's do an experiment. If you have been seeing me your dreams, raise your hand. Or you have seen me your dreams, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Have ever seen me on the radio? All over the place, every now and then, I meet strangers. Sometimes I can meet a stranger. I went to a crowd, we we're walking through a mall, I met a man. The man just said, Wow, FM, just yesterday I showed you my dream. Quickly went and withdrew money and came and gave to me. I am somewhere. You see how I won't tell you some secrets because some of you will say, Aha. God is just doing his thing 
Don't say I'm Obinim's brother. I'm not Obinim's brother. It's an anointing, though. It is an anointing. And if Obinim is, is, is a genuine man of God, it's an anointing. But maybe because of me, I don't know if he's a genuine man of God or not. But since he says he's a genuine, I think that he's a genuine man of God. I, despite the fact that you are saying he's not a genuine man of God, but me, I think that's a genuine I think that it is good because I'm not sure he's using juju. People use juju, they, they won't last like the way he has lasted in ministry. Anyone, Obio is will be on good 10 years ministry. That man has done ministry over 30 years. Since I do know you, Swanka. But he's a genuine man of God. He's the one I know that people see him in their dreams, but he does things for them. Let me tell him here. Let me tell him here. Let me tell him here. There are people I appear to them in a dream, and I tell them, on tomorrow, call this person, the person will give you money. The next day, they just call and say, oh, may pray watch us. Ah, what friend, me cry, me cry, me imagine my mouth, scab you. Hey! May you, listen, listen, listen. The problem is just that some spirits have not been deployed. The Holy Ghost and angels have not been deployed to work in your stead. That's the problem, and when, you see, you see how people can say, I don't know why, I just like, you know, a spirit is in charge. Hey. A spirit is what? <laughs> that anointing, I feel like releasing that anointing because part of the prayer point, impartation. An anointing that makes people see you in their dreams and their visions. You are praying for them. You are in a big meeting. You're standing before a crowd. I pray for that anointing to come upon your life. Right now. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Let that grace be released right now. By the power of the Holy Ghost. I see that anointing. You, you operate powerfully in the realm of the Spirit by impartation. The laying on of hands. By impartation. And I've already explained my introduction. Why some of you, the day you were prayed for, you went and something powerfully happened. Afterwards, nothing again. It was because you needed to go back again and be, and be prayed for. Because it is the, you are partaking in the grace on another man when you are being prayed for. That's why when people become proud, eh, after a while of being a preacher, after a while of being a preacher, I see that there are some people, we lay hands and pray for them and they have certain breakthroughs. Then later, they think that they had it. Then the next time they try that same thing, they fail, they fail. Nothing works. And it proves to them that no, this thing did not happen because it was my strength, but because I was partaking of another man. That's why after a while, those of you, that's why it is dangerous to follow a man of God for long. After a while, you begin to think that the things that are happening in your life are your works. But you don't know that you are partaking of a grace upon another man. You don't know. Every now and then I have people, I open people, your pictures, some of your name, I open your picture and I begin to be declared. Lendo, Zondo, Kanda, Lenda. And I'm declaring over your picture. The same way somebody will take you to a juju. So now somebody has taken you to juju. And me too, I'm also then. Let's see whose juju will work. If you are not dead, it's because somebody's declaring. Somebody's declaring. And Delia, Sandolo, Akabradia, 
Lenduba Savoy, Mbeka Skigo, Rundo Mingla Skila, Andelo Sobas. Never underestimate the power of impartation. I'm telling you this. Never underestimate the power of impartation. Never. The day I met Dr. Abiyakov, he laid down some and said, May Sunyani look for you. Hey. He said, May you. I won't say the rest. Hands, so it's not like legs or something on phone. No. Physically laid hands. I left that place and my life has never been the same. My prayer life went on, went on the next level. My prayer life went to a next level. I found out the number of hours I can pray on one setting. I found out that another one has come to add. And I knew this one is not by my ability. It is by the spirit of an impartation. That you can partake of something that is upon another man. Just by having faith, by believing, and by the laying on of hands. And the person said, I willingly pray for you to have what I have. You will be shocked, church. You will begin to see to your life in a strange way. A gentleman was here, he sat here, just here. It was like last year or something. I was praying, it was midweek or something, one of these meetings. As I said, as you leave here, I'm praying for you that men will buy things for and give things to you for free. Also, a fire taxi will hire free. Nipple of fire, he does not. The person just said, You won't pay. He got to the station, the car that he got. Somebody just he met somebody who is, a, who is using a private car. The person said, Oh, me too, I'm going to Kumasi. But I was thinking, he, picked, he took him to Kumasi to his house for free. No, don't say these are natural. These are not normal things. No, these are not normal things. In this, when you, the, the, the Kumasi man, he thought maybe I could have a drew and a baby, or they make a sick draw. Impartation. Now, the question is who have you seen and what have you seen in another man that you have a desire for? I watched Kenny again many years ago. I saw a man who would just be teaching people fall under the anointing. He can be preaching and be passing, Lord. This is what I want. I soaked in the messages. I slept in, in them at night. The message is playing. This is many years ago. The message is playing in night. Then one time in 2013, I had a dream. In the dream, I saw Kenny Tegan in the dream. It was in a, in a meeting. The hall is as, as, the size of the hall is just like this one. And he was on the stage. And I was also on the stage. And he said that people should come. The people should come in front and we will lay hands on it. He said, Michael, come, let's pray. So they came, it was two lines. I was going to pray for one. Then I quickly rushed to go and pray. He said, No, don't do that. So he just called me. He said, I said, Why? He said, Just speak the word. Then I opened my eyes. When I opened my eyes, it was that same time I went to preach. I went to preach that message, take up the road with which you do science. It was that same time. I was the first time in my life I was preaching and a guy at the back fell. I was preaching. I wasn't shouting and screaming. I was just teaching. If you're a pioneer, today he's a pastor. That guy was one of the vagabond guys on campus. He fell under the anointing. Today he's a pastor. From that day, 
I've seen it all over the place. Everywhere I go, I'm teaching in the, the atmosphere of the move of God is massive in the place because I saw it, I was imparted by it, and anytime I see it, I know this is coming from here. Another time, I saw a man that could preach for 10 hours and the atmosphere of the move of God was so intense. People are kneeling. You see the way you are kneeling down? You are, it was like that. Oh. His name is Dr. Chris Delvan Ngamwa. Eh? Hey. Yeah, Chris Delvan. He sang, how can you walk when you don't know the way you're... He sang, you're Elelion, God most high. Jesus Christ, you are L-L-O-E. This song, ah, let's sing, ah, 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 very simple so very powerful I said Lord I want this grace <sighs> anytime I listened to him I, I, I was always teary there were tears in my eyes I said Lord I want this same grace upon this man of God in one time Apostle Selman Joshua Selman one time of his life he was mentored by by Dr. Chris And he used to play his keyboard for him. And one day, the first day I listened to Apostle Selman, I thought I was listening to him. And when I did the background, that was when I found out that Joshua Selman had been with him. And that's the reason I liked Joshua Selman. If not, I wouldn't have liked him because I knew where the source is coming from. When I preached, the people were like, Are you are preaching like, sir? I said, no, I'm not preaching like, sir. I'm preaching like Dr. Chris. We all went and drank from the rail. Listen, church, there is power in impartation. Suddenly, I found out that I began to write all manner of songs, receive songs in, in a mysterious way. Just play keyboard one, two, three, a song is coming. Even when I'm listening to sermons, when I'm listening to sermons and the keyboard is playing behind the sermon, it's one of the fastest ways I receive songs. That's why I always want them to play songs when I'm, I'm preaching. So that anyone who is spiritual can receive songs when he's listening to my sermons. And I began to write songs. There is power in impartation. Who has laid hands on you? Whose hands have come on you? You will be like them. In the area they laid hands on you. Because a data bundle has been bought in the spirit. 
Who is praying for you? Who is speaking over your life? If I can see who is praying for you, I can see where you end in life. If I can see. If I can see your imparter. Your what? Your imparter. If I can see your imparter, I will know your life will never be the same again. Everywhere I've been, I've never been hidden. I'm that kind, you cannot hide me in a box. Because I am drinking from the wells of Bishop David Oedipo. I cannot be hidden. Ha! and Bolia Kazaya. You reject me, you reject the treasure. All people that left me are back. You leave me, you'll be back. You get off it, you leave, you'll be back. You leave me, you will be back. When I was in college, there was a lecture. He didn't like me at all. Well, I have never done anything against him anyway. He simply said, hey, he told somebody, hey, why not so a senior man, a senior man. He didn't, and he too, he's a senior man on campus. So if it was like a competition between two senior mans. <laughs> One day I was in school after we graduated in 20-something. I was just in school just last year to visit Mr. Odi. I met him. He said, hey, what's up? I hope you're fine. He said, yeah. Then he told me, so he said, I saw him in my dream. He was praying for me. And I realized that he wanted to raise the conversation that he asked me more so that I'll talk to him. I didn't know, I, as soon as I, I laughed, I said, well, every day I get people, I told him, every day I get people who call me, that they saw me in their dream. <laughs> so I, I, well, I quickly put, put out my phone and made a call and I left the building. You, you can't reject me. Because of my source, you can't reject my source. In the 90s, Witness Chapel literally gave a loan to Nigeria in the 90s. When I say I'll give a loan to Ghana, I am not bragging. I'm not what? In the year 2019, when we said we will have a conference in Sunyane, 1,000 people will attend. People looked at and said, who does that? Who will come? Last year, didn't we get 1,000? This year, we are going for 1,500 human beings. You think we are joking? Someone's hand has gone somewhere. Someone's hand has gone where? My hand has touched something. And that's what I'm saying. Who prays for you, eh? The things you see. Like I said, I'm just there. People help me. Okay. It's a sign that you should, if, it, if you are not seeing it, there is a problem you need to deal with. You can't reject me. They, you cannot be rejected. And you know why? Because of the kind of grace that is upon your life which you carry. The kings will look for you. And today, me too, I'm saying that kings will look for you. Do you believe this or you are saying that what? What I say? Receive this anointing. Now sit down for me. We chant in the Holy Ghost. We chant. Ghost. We chant. 
We chant in the Holy Ghost. Ah, ah, ah. Point four. The Word of God. The Word of God. Matthew 4 verse 4. Give us Matthew 4 verse 4. The word of God. The first one is prayer. The first one is faith. The second one is prayer and fasting. The third one is impartation. The fourth one is the word of God. Satan said to Jesus, if you say you are the son of God, turn this bread, this stone into bread. And Jesus said unto him, It is written, this is found in Deuteronomy chapter 8, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. I'm sure you, you have been reading this scripture, but you don't understand it. The word used live there, the word normally used to know live, no, no. It is the same word as livelihood. When we say something is a livelihood, what does it mean? Let's have a Bible study right now and let me continue. We say, This is my livelihood. What does it mean? Who is talking? We usually use it. His livelihood is this. What does it mean? Who is talking? Something that brings you income, that you're able to get food from. Is it true? It's like his work. Huh? The work you do, which brings you an income, is called what? Your livelihood. Do you understand? So as I'm here, my livelihood is ministry. There's never been a day that I have to go to bed and I found out that I don't have food to eat or a drink to drink with my meats. Because my livelihood. Now, Jesus is making a statement here. Because when you say leave, you, you get what you say. Jesus is saying that man shall make his livelihood by. By what? Everywhere that comes from the mouth of God. This is talking about the written word, the spoken word, the Bible, and the leading of the Spirit of God. Because God is still speaking today and God speaks through the, the voice of the Holy Spirit to us. And he's saying that man shall live by how many words? Every word. Do you know what it means? There is a word of God concerning your health. There is a word of God concerning your wealth. There is a word of God concerning marriage. There's a word of God concerning ministry. There's a word of God concerning your healing. There's a word of God concerning travel. If you take the word of God concerning marriage and leave the word of God concerning wealth, you'll not be rich. You'll be poor. Yeah. There's a word of God concerning your righteousness and holiness. If you take it and you leave the word of God concerning your prosperity, your wealth, you'll be poor even though you are holy. That's why a lot of our fathers and our mothers were serious in church. They wake up at dawn and pray and whatever and they're still poor. Do you know why? 
because there's a word of God concerning wealth. And over time, I've talked about all those things. That in the kingdom, God has ordained that if you will be rich, there are a number of things you need. The first one you need is power. The second one you need is an assignment. The third one you need is work. You will never be rich without work. I'm telling you this. God will never, he said, and Malachi 3.10, he said, and I open the windows of heaven and pour down a blessing that there shall be no room for. You don't have a room, you want a blessing. He said, the Lord shall bless the works of your hands, the fruit of thy kind, thy basket. You don't have, a, you don't have animals. You want your animals to flourish. The blessing will not come. The blessing will come when you are rearing cattle. You have a business. You don't have a business. You are claiming blessing. Nothing work, brother. You can come for, to church and receive all the powerful message. You'll be poor. You don't have work. You don't have a business. You'll be poor. You have nothing doing. You'll be poor. Because the blessing will not come when you have nothing doing. So that's the word of God concerning your, your wealth. Do you understand it? Do you understand it? So when you take the blessing concerning prosperity and you leave the blessing concerning marriage or something, you will receive from there and you will be bankrupt from it. This is why Jesus is now saying that there are words of God concerning every single thing. Now therefore, man shall live by every The one concerning your finances, the one concerning your ministry, the one concerning your prayer life, the one concerning your holiness, the one concerning your righteousness, the one concerning your wealth, the one concerning your going out, the one concerning your coming in. He said, you must live by every. Listen, church. The realm of the spirit is real. The problem with the sons of Sceva was that they were not living by God's word. But they had appropriated. When we say appropriate, it means that their father was a man of God. They thought that because their father is a man of God, they too, they are what? Men of God. Do you see it? My father is a prophet, so it means I'm a prophet. Do you see that? Appropriation. That because you are, you, it's like, I, which message did I preach about uh, 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 um, what, in a great house? Discipline in a great house. Go and get that message. Discipline in a great house. Some people feel like because I'm in a great ministry, I'll be great. You, it's not true. There are people as, as much as in a church like Winnie's Chapel and they still back to it. They are as poor and battered and tattered as they are. From such a church that all of us envy. If you leave me, I will, I will run away and leave all of you and go and be a Winnie's Chapel member. I mean, we all envy to be part of churches like that. Churches like in Ghana, the richest church is the Church of Pentecost. Churches like Pentecost, they will go there and still see poor people in Papua in Seminary. I'm saying you can be, it's not that the church should be the one to buy shoes for them. That's not what I'm saying. The church, every church is blessed because church members are blessed. That's it. Every ministry that is blessed, the church members who are blessed. In other words, you will be in a ministry that some people are really blessed. The ministry is blessed, building a mega church. You will see carpet, towels, what kind of windows, whatever. And you will still see one rat in the church. Do you know why? Don't appropriate God's power. The fact that we don't say, you know, my father is prophet, whatever, you know, whatever, because of that, I am also there. The sons of Skeva, that was their mistake. 
And Jesus is now giving us an instruction that man shall not live by bread alone. Bread refers to the physical. Bread refers to what? The realm of the physical. But by, he said, man shall not live by the physical, but man shall live by the realm of the spiritual. By, by, but by every word that proceeds. He said, bread is physical. The word of God is spiritual. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but man shall live by the realm of the spirit. Let me teach you this. You are sick. You are going to see a doctor. Eh? Doctor has prescribed drugs for you. It's not enough. It's not enough. In the same vein, you are sick. You have been prayed for. Is it because of that? I won't take the drugs. It's not also enough. Because Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. No, bread is important. It's not true. It is like examination. One side of it, you say, oh, I've been prayed for. I've received anointing. They've given me a miracle pen. You will fail. Another side, so I've read, I've read, I've read. They fail. It's not true. I don't know people that you will So, one side you will study, and some witch in your house will say, If you will be a real that, oh no, why are you going to share? Oh stampede. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, in that instance, you have read all right, but you need every word of God. You need the realm of the Spirit to back you so that you will become a complete person. You have read, you have stated all right, no witch can also operate against you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So let's say you are doing a business, or you are married, you are doing everything a woman will do. You love your husband, whatever, all the physical things, you are doing it now, by every word. You have done the physical, it's time to do the spiritual. There are some people too, they've done the spiritual, they are not doing the physical. That's why their marriages are collapsed. You cook for your husband, you give him fine, whatever, and you are doing everything. And the spirit, you have left everything, you are just hanging around. Some witch will take your husband away. Now the other people too, they, too, they are very spiritual, they pray, they kaboya, kabaya. Then they come, they will cook the food and tell the food is in the kitchen. Go and feed yourself. <laughs> coffee, ma, coffee, papa. <laughs> the man said today they feel like coming online. He said, no, no, no. Hey, no I'm, tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. The devil is knocking on your door. Your marriage is about to collapse. You are praying all right, but the physical, you are not. That's what Jesus said. Man shall live by two things, by bread and by the spirit. So bread is important, and the spirit is also important. But the greatest is the spirit. I know that you are trying, you are reading, you are trying to study, you are trying to build a business. Now have you added the spirit? You have prepared the sermon, you feel like today I will preach a powerful man. Have you added the spirit? You want to travel abroad, you have your visa, you have your passport. Have you added the spirit? Because naturally, maybe you, you are hardworking, everything, everything. And you see, some people are hardworking, you know. You know, be an you ask where you are, you are a And yeah, I don't know, I hope you understand what I'm saying. And you will be you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying that there are some people, they are struggling, but they are very hardworking. Everything people do, they, they are doing it, but nothing is working. That's why you need the spirit. People are not struggling because they are lazy. Hey, Africans are more hardworking than, than whites. Men, you know, 
the, the, the blacks are the ones, when you go to America, eh, 70% of doctors are Nigerians. 70%, these statistics. 70% of doctors in America are Nigerians. <laughs> Not Africans, though. Go to every corner in the world. The people that are really doing well are blacks. That's why any black person who is able to go abroad and works a bit hard, suddenly they become successful in a certain way. It's not true. Because blacks are naturally hardworking. You work for everything. Everything you have to do, you do it for yourself. Look, common food that you have to heat. You have to pull it out of the bowl. When put in a silver, when bring coal pot out. If they have coal pot, you have to go. <laughs> you have to go and bring three stones. Bring sticks. Put them inside. Go and get matches. Get methane. Sure, you think we are not being there? We are being there. Put the methane there in light. Then blow things for them to cut before you can heat simple yesterday's food. You know what? These people abroad they'll do. We just pull it out of the fridge, open some machine, and put it inside and just press ting ting. Ding. 30 seconds, he's done. Who struggles the more? Who works hard the more? Who works out them all? Let me tell you this. Eh? Let me tell you this. One of the reasons why eh, a lot of this statement, I don't know if I should make it. A lot of charismatic preachers really prosper and advance in life. It's not because um the other people, our orthodox preachers don't work hard. It's because of the spiritual component. Yeah. It's true. It's very true. Because those are our fathers, because me, I'm from that kind of background, and I know a lot of them, like, they will read scriptures, massa, prepare sermons, but still the ministry is not going. Within a year, if somebody has even brought him something, it's just, oh, one church member who remembers as a pastor, you take university. And we, the charismatic guys, every day, every two days, somebody take a phone, take a watch, and you can meet his phone screen is broken, whatever. It's because one wants to survive by bread alone. And another says, I'll take bread and I'll take every word. I know you are preparing sermons. You read scriptures. You are working hard. You are going on visitation. Have you added the spirit? You can go on visitation. They will still come to church. You can make all kinds of calls and they will come. It's time to add the spirit. And that's what Jesus is teaching him. That the word of God is that access into the spiritual component. If you can have access to God's word, you can have access into the realm of the spirit and add the spiritual component to your business, to your marriage, to your relationship, to your, your finances, to anything that pertains to your life and to your godliness. Let me give you the last point. The last point is praise and worship. Praise and worship. Praise and worship. 
Acts 16, verse 25, he said, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and they worshipped. They sang hymns. Our generation has a problem. We do things without understanding. We want to be in meetings. We look at, look all over the place. Every two weeks, there's a worship concert going somewhere. Every four days, somebody's doing a worship festival. Is it not true? So, one thing I've realized, sometimes the popularity of a thing makes it lose its true meaning. That something becomes so popular that suddenly people begin to take it for granted and they begin to look down on it and misuse it. And that's exactly what has happened to praise and worship in church today. It has become just a formality that we do it before we preach. We do it because somebody's done with opening prayer and let's just do it, hurry up and let's finish it and, and let's go to the next phase. Christians don't even do it when they are home again. Christians only do it when they are in church. This is why they are dry of power. This is why when they are experiencing certain hardship, they cannot come, come out of them. Because they've not learned the power of praise and worship, which has the potency of accessing things in the realms of the spirit. He said, Paul and Silas sang hymns and worship. They prayed, then they paused, then they worship. Before they realize. Did you not read that the Bible said the Lord inhabits the praise of his people in the Psalms? Listen, I have seen the power of praise and worship. Ah, me, I think that, I'm not saying it as a doctrine. I say I think. I think that what prayer cannot do, I think praise, true praise and worship will do. I think it. Yeah. I think so. God told his right that they should go about shouting and marching and singing and making noise. On the seventh day, they went around the seven times. And on the seventh time, the walls of Jericho came down. The Bible says David played a harp and an evil spirit left a man. Why didn't he pray? In other words, it means that you can cast out an evil spirit by prayer or you can cast out an evil spirit by playing the keyboard. But this is the what have they become? When I say this thing, sometimes one time I preached it, I was preaching for somebody was a pastor Prempe or something. When I finished the keyboard, he says, the prophet, oh, today they, you put me in hot soup, whatever. I said, I was just saying the truth. The keyboard, this is as important as me. I may be shouting and screaming for a demon to come out. He can play for a demon to come, but he can't play for a demon to come out. I'm not saying he can't do. I say he can't. I'm not saying he can't, but I'm saying he can't. There are two different. Because someone in the Bible was playing for a demon to leave a king. It means that there is power in praise and worship. There is power in spiritual music that can do things that prayer may not be able to do. I'm not saying cannot do. I don't know. May not. That's why... I, I, I was teaching from the very beginning. I thought that in the kingdom, there are so many things that this one does this, this thing does this. And when we don't have balance, we'll just get up and say that um, we'll just 
throw prayer away and say, do study your Bible, read your Bible, pray. But we don't know that there is something prayer does, there is something Bible study does, there is something praise does. There's a, sometimes you can pray to God and say, stop the prayer and worship. He said, this door is opened by, by, by worship. And God has blessed our generation with very, very powerful mysteries, very powerful songs that one day you should lock up yourself in your room and begin to play them and worship and see your destiny change around like a joke. Like a joke. I've seen it happen to my life. I sang in the nation's garden. Come and meet me alone and I'm singing and dancing. One hour. You are doing two minutes. Then you are quickly changing the song to go and play. Um, who? Kwame Yuji. Okay. You are in a hurry to play Kwame. You have been playing Kwame Yuji. What has happened to you? Rockstar. Rockstar. <laughs> you are in a hurry. Yesterday I bounced on the song. When you are dead. When you are dead. When you are dead, 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 when you are dead. Then he said, There is no need to worry. And there is no need to fear. He said, the battle may be raging, but you're there with me when you are dead. That's just the song. When you are dead, when you are dead, when you are dead. I'll get the song and I'll post it on the Telegram channel for you to have it. I danced to the song uh, this morning I continued. I feel like it was a prophecy to my life. He said the he said the battle. He said um, the battle. What's it? What's it? The battle may be raging. He said there's no need to worry. There's no need to fear when God is there. I have a feeling that there's a storm coming, and God is literally saying, "I'm already working." He said, "Have you been through a season of your life? God just gave you a certain powerful song. You couldn't stop singing it." Recently, my wife woke up and said, I woke up and a song, I don't know, but the song has been coming. Out of my belly shall flow rivers, rivers of living water. Hey, 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 hey. Now, do you understand why you, you had that song? Are you sure? She understands. She is the only one who understands. You, you don't understand. I quickly went online and I searched for her. I said, I'll get it for you. I, she put it on repeat. Played it throughout the day. Played it. Ah. You see, some of you, the problem, you had a dream and a certain worship song was playing. You woke up, you didn't continue. God was saying, I want to open a door for you in the spirit. And in the spirit, this is the key in the spirit. For that thing you have been praying for for 17, this is the key. This music, this particular worship song. You woke up and said, Oh, my son, I am in some. You don't know. It's time to sit down and lock your door. Play some. There are some of so many of them. Loris Oyo, Teoflo Sunday, Abe Ojumo, 
Now, Abia Jumwe is online. She is now online. Yeah. She's tight, pa. She's tight. And others, so. Some of them may even be praying songs. Lock yourself in your room. Praise God and sweat and go and bath. When you bath, do you know what you're bath? You're bathing the hepatitis B out. You're bathing the hepatitis B out. Oh, yes. Christians, let's be spiritual. Let's be spiritual. Uh, they said, you know, um, we will not give this thing to you. He said, really? Maybe you should play when you are there. It's our church. It's our church. If you don't do it in your church, in your ministry, there it's our ministry. It's our ministry. It's our ministry. Please leave it. Leave us. Leave us. Allow us to do our thing. When you are there, 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 when you are there. When you are there, when you are there, when you are there, are you dancing or not? When you are there, when you are there. Now, who can guess the last song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Can he, he, can you? You can give us a beat or something. Amen. Oh, be on your feet. Eh? Only you, only you. 
No, let him. Let all you. Aha. Uh -huh. Give me the, the dumbbell. You you play and then you pick it from there. Uh -huh. My daddy, my daddy, my daddy, my daddy. Your baby is singing, baby is singing. I will be singing and dancing and shouting for the rest of eternity. My daddy, my daddy, my daddy, my daddy. Your baby is singing, your baby is singing. I will be singing.